Hi, today's reading is Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death, and my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing of the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Oh, well, good morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, here we are, uh, coming together. Or are we together? It feels a bit lonely, doesn't it, in some ways? Uh, you're sitting in your lounge rooms on a computer screen or even a TV screen. We're not together in the same way as we normally would be. Uh, I don't know about you. I know for myself, uh, when I'm at work, for example, I like to get out there uh, because I find I get lonely very easily. If I'm in an office, uh, <laughs> I just get frustrated after a while. I need to go and be with people. Uh, I know it, I'm sure it annoys people out there in my workplace. Uh, and some of you are probably sitting there laughing at me at the moment, I know. Uh, but that's what I find I need. It's part of my job actually to care for people. So I do need to be out there and about. But I'm sure there's others that they go into their staff room or into their office and they just like to be able to sit there, focus on their job. They love that alone time, uh, that time to get something done. And along comes me and annoys them. Uh, but even for those people who, who do much rather be on their own, uh, as I've talked with them, I know that I've found they tend to still need people. A uh, very rare commodity, I would say, to be a hermit, uh, to be totally on your own all the time. Even if you need lots of alone time, we still need people, don't we? And as we go through this experience we're going through at the moment, we have a lot more alone time, don't we? We have a lot more time when we're not with each other, uh, where, yes, our family might be together, but even worse, if, if our family's quite small, uh, sometimes we feel quite alone. Uh, and so that can be a struggle. And <clears throat> there's a sense where David comes with that today. As we look at Psalm 13, short little psalm. Uh, I like it at one level, gets to the point pretty quickly. But he starts with that question, how long? How long must I be like this? Alone, maybe, on my own, with only my own to think about. Well, David wants to help us, uh, and I think he does in this psalm today. So let's actually jump into the psalm. Uh, so I'm going to be reading from Psalm 13. Uh, sorry, I don't have the text coming up on the screen for you. I hope you've got a Bible in front of you so that we can jump in and, and find out how David responds in the situation he's in. Uh, so Psalm 13, beginning at verse 1, he says, How long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me. Uh, David seems to be lonely and sad. 
uh, as I think about David's life and the little bits that I can remember off the top of my head, I'm, I'm reminded of Saul chasing him. David meant to be the king, but Saul's still on the throne and seeking to destroy God's anointed king. And surely in those moments, he's going, how long, O Lord, must I be alone whilst the king with all the power is trying to kill me? But even more at the end of his uh, reign as king, uh, God's chosen king, his own children, it seems, fighting over the throne. And, and David has to flee again. It may have felt like for him, God, where are you? How long must I be on my own? And so what does he say? He says, will you forget me forever? Will you hide your face from me? Uh, in this time of isolation for us, are we at times feeling like, God, where are you? Do you care? How long must your face be hidden for so many of us i'm sure uh, we get that sense of i know god is present as he speaks through my brothers and sisters as i meet with them for example at church on a sunday how long must we go on with this and so david wonders he wrestles with his thoughts how long must I wrestle with those thoughts? Uh, mental health for us, of course, is a topic that we're used to talking about now. I'm sure we've moved beyond that. Don't talk about how you're feeling. And it's good that we have help with our medical professionals who, who can refer us off and get right medications to help us cope that little bit better. And, and don't hear me saying at all today, don't check in with your doctor. I'm not saying that at all. But even in the situation that you may find yourself, whether you're on drugs or not, I think this psalm still speaks, doesn't it? Uh, there's David speaking. He's wrestling with his fears, his fears of how long must this go on? And for some of us, it may go on for many, many years. It seems to be paralyzing for him almost. How long, God, it feels like you are not there, that you don't care. So David is struggling, but then he comes back to the word. He wonders how long. He feels sad, but he goes back to the word because the word comforts him. It takes him to a depth that science can't, a depth of reality. And I think this is true with Christianity as well. Uh, sometimes I think we come to the Psalms and almost get surprised, don't we? Oh, you can actually call out to God like that? You can actually say, hey, God, how long? God, what are you doing? And we can. Isn't it great to know that we have a God that actually knows what's going on and cares for us? We can express our concerns. So let me encourage you, no matter how you're feeling, to express how you're feeling to God. Call out to him, plead with him. Ask him, where are you, God? What are you doing? How long must I go on with this? I can't help but think of our friends in Victoria at the moment. Surely they are asking that question. How long must we endure the lockdown we're experiencing? I want to say to us as well, if we go back to something like that or 
even if we continue in what we're in for 18 months, surely again, how long, O Lord, must we endure? Well, we can ask God. Isn't it great we've got a God that we can go to in this? But where is God? Well, David takes it on a much more personal bent, not just to ask the far out question, where are you, God? How long? But he turns it into his prayer. Verse 3, look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. Excuse me for a moment. <clears throat> That's better. Well, David calling out to not just a God, but his God, the personal God that he knows, the God who's chosen him as his king. But it's not like God is some sort of genie. He's just trying to rub God up the right way and get the answer he wants. No, he calls on God to look on him and answer, not just to give him what he wants. It's personal. It's deep. He asks God to give light to his eyes, to be able to see, God, what are you doing in this moment? You see, David's not saying, God, just fix it all up. Take my enemies away. Make it all good. No, he's asking for understanding. As he wrestles with his thoughts and his feelings, he asks God to help him through this, to help him trust God more. Do we often think like this? Do we often say, God, can you just take away my problems? No, not that it's a bad thing to ask for that. But rather, can we do what David is doing? And can we say, God, please give light to me? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Open our eyes, God, to see what are your plans and purposes in this moment, in this time. We can't achieve what we normally like to achieve. We'd love to be together. But David's prayer takes us deeper, doesn't it? Takes us into reality. It's not all necessarily going to be fixed overnight. Uh, as I think about our Victorian friends, even in these last few weeks, I've noticed the word endurance is coming up a lot more. How much longer must we endure what we are currently going through? Well, we need to keep enduring, don't we? But we need to endure Asking God not necessarily to fix it all, but to help us to see what is he doing in this moment? How is he working uh, in our world? How is he working on us? How is he changing us so that we might be people who totally and completely trust in him? And this brings us towards the end of the psalm, doesn't it? Back to, well, what is it that we are trusting in? God, we've prayed. God, please open our eyes. Help us to see. We're still struggling, though. What do we need to rest on? God, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Well, David's answer isn't actually to see light at the end of the tunnel. No, David goes down a different track. David 
rejoices. How can he rejoice in this moment where he feels like his enemies are prowling around him, ready to destroy him? Well, let's read verse 5. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing of the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. I'm sure there are some of us out there that haven't have asked the question, is everything that's happening at the moment the devil's work? Is this the devil prowling around and seeking to destroy us? Well, what does David do in the face of his enemies? Whilst there may be an element of the devil working, David works within what is his relationship with God. Even if there is an enemy prowling around, he falls back on his God. And he remembers something. He remembers God's salvation. He rests on God's salvation. He rejoices in God's salvation. Oh, brothers and sisters, David did this, of course, before Jesus, what have we got? We've got something so much better because we live on the other side of the cross. And so we can look back, can't we? Oh, we can look back. We can see the cross and we can see God's salvation revealed in Jesus who came, who lived trusting in God alone but who died and rose again. Oh, this time, surely, that's where we need to look. Yeah, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel, but that's not where David goes. David rests in Jesus and Jesus alone. He's the king, as we were reminded in the kids' talk this morning. Jesus is the one we trust in. He's the one we need to look to who has achieved the victory. He died, but he dealt with our loneliness, with our isolation. He rose again. Even if we were forced into a hermit-like activity, feeling so isolated and alone and like everything's against us, even if we're wrestling with our thoughts, where for some of us, those thoughts, they just start to take off and they lead into not just thoughts, but nightmares and absolute despair. Am I of value? You are of so much value. We all are. Jesus died for us and he rose again. Oh, gee, to be David, but does it be David knowing Jesus? That would be amazing. Well, we've got that, brothers and sisters. It may be we are under what we're currently under for a lot longer. It may be we have to keep persevering with this online environment. Oh, I long to meet with you, brothers and sisters. How long, oh Lord, must we put up with this? But God, please open our eyes. God, open our eyes that we might see your work at this time father actually we can see your work at this time can't we we can see jesus 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have the cross, and we can look to that cross, and we can know, God, you haven't forgotten us. You are there. You have loved us deeper than we could ever imagine. Brothers and sisters, let's keep relying on God and God alone. Let's trust him no matter what we face at this time. Let me pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for Jesus. Thanks that as we look at the cross, we can know, we can see your plans and purposes being worked out. Please help us now no matter how we're feeling, to keep looking to the cross and trusting in Jesus as our salvation who has brought us life. Please be with us, Father, no matter what we face. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen.